Welcome to the Rocket Files, coaching uncut. Welcome back to Rocket Files, round 22. With me today, Mark Stevens again, and uh, it's brought to you by Nutter Wadding Jeep and Bell and Barnett Suits here at the Rising Sun in Richmond. And uh, Steve-O, an interesting um, final round, or a penultimate yeah. round, isn't it? Uh, so the final eight's just about set. Yeah, just about set, Rocket. The only thing that could happen is Geelong losing to Gold Coast, which we know is not going to happen down Good luck. Geelong. Good luck yeah, with that. No so chance. Might be a percentage booster, but a lot of Volvo drivers be pretty happy today, the Melbourne people with a little... Uh, <laughs> You know, the little sticker on the back. Sorry to Jeep there, none of wadding, but uh, they would be very happy because nervous times when West Coast got in front there, probably yeah. with about eight minutes left, you thought, gee, they might get run over. I think they get a lot of confidence out of that, though. They've they've probably faltered a little bit at uh, last year and uh, a few times this year, but that was the a real big test for them, that once West Coast at home, um, with the crowd behind them, got in front, that uh, how how the uh, demons are going to respond. They kicked the last three goals. So they've done really well. So I think on the road, against the second team in the competition, and being challenged like that, they'll get some real confidence out of that. So um, there was a pleasing performance from them. I thought, you know, they hate the term, but they came to play, didn't they, early on. Their, their pressure was terrific around the ball. Um, and they've got to bring that each week now, especially in the finals, because their defence can be exposed. They haven't got a lot of height. And... Uh, uh, at times, uh, West Coast goals were, were easy after quarter time, and uh, uh, that will will be a worry. But so their midfield has got to take that responsibility. Obviously, Darling going off didn't help, and then uh, no Kennedy. Yeah, so. no, yeah, that's yeah, that was a big loss, and obviously Nat Nui. So they were gettable, well. weren't they? Oh, really? They were gettable, and now that puts West Coast under pressure, doesn't it? Um, they're not short of a top mm. two going to Brisbane, Brisbane. Could roll them up there. Yeah, Brisbane weren't impressive on the weekend. So, but last game of the year at home. Big travel. They would have loved to have won that game West Coast on the weekend so they could rest some players this week. Any sore players or any players that don't travel well or bad backs. But they'll need to take them now. They'll need to take because they need to win because if they lose, and they, which they then will slip to third or fourth, I don't know if they can make the grand final from there. And I'm sure they can't. So, so they'll need to get a top two spot. So say if Collingwood got them at the G, they'd get hold of West Coast, wouldn't they? First yeah, they round would. of the finals no, with no. all these uh, injury concerns and whatever. So, But it was interesting that Perth game was a shootout, wasn't it? Up and down, up and back. It was. Uh... Yeah, I think that ground allows that for it because it's uh, and it was good weather, so fast deck. Um, and I must give Melbourne credit. They, they wanted to move the ball quickly. And at times that did expose them out, out the back the other way. Um, and that West Coast rebounded quite well. Um, an interesting one out of that, I thought Jeremy McGovern's kicking was terrible and they kicked that great goal last week, but I reckon three or four times he really exposed West Coast by hitting the, kicking the ball on the ground and kicked one ball to Barras there, which nearly a turnover. But West Coast not having a, a tall forward. Vardy took a nice mark on stage. But it was really Rioli mm. and Ryan that looked dangerous oh. and Crips. They were the, they How were good's the Rioli? The, the way he, uh, a couple of snaps there late in the game. Were just, yeah, uh, and his soccer off the ground from that pass. Uh, yeah, he, look, he's, he's yeah. a super. He, for, a, for a forward pocket, he really covers the deck really mm. well. He was getting balls in the back 50 and then springing back the other end. He, he's, a, he's a really impressive, mm. play, impressive player. Oscar McDonald was probably a bit lucky. The ball sort of went through his hands and then he got wrapped up and put his head down, probably holding the ball 45 metres out when West Coast for a point up. That was a key moment. Yeah, it was. I would have paid that because yeah, once you duck, yeah, it's prior I, opportunity. I, I think he, That's uh, the game. I think he brought that free kick upon himself. He he actually ducked mm. and then actually went in the legs on them. So they called sure. holding the ball. Yeah. And, no, they didn't call. Uh, they, they just called uh, ball up. Which Yeah, so uh, he, was, he was lucky. But uh, I think there's another one too. They paid a free kick. Maybe it was Tyson. Um, ducked as well and um, he got head-eye contact but I think he 
he uh, he certainly encouraged that. We spoke about the Suns and Geelong. I mean, uh, Suns probably be Q in the rack. But the Cats, are they coming or not? It's hard to judge because... Um, it is know. hard to judge. They, if they get on a roll at home, they can decimate yep. teams, especially the Wichita Cats, because it was a 142-point turnaround from yep. quarter time, let alone 133 over four quarters, 142 in, in three quarters. So that's 45, yep. nearly 50 points a quarter. It's country nice. footy sort of stuff where oh. you've got the battlers up against the yeah, powerhouse. It was, uh, yeah, it'd be really disappointing and worrying for... Uh, I mean, the last time that happened was oh, Paul Roos in his last game, but there was Brett Bailey. Bailey, yeah, oh, Dean, Dean Bailey, yeah. sorry. Uh, Dean Bailey. Oh. So, so Dean Bailey and Paul Roos' last games mm. for Melbourne yep. were both w- yeah. well over 120 points. Would Ross be under pressure, do you think? Um, he seems to have a lot of credits, but they must be a, running out at some stage, I particularly think, with I the... I think the biggest thing he's got in his favour is his number of years left on his contract. Yep. So, um, I th- like, when you're a coach, you're always asked questions. So there's always some sort of pressure, but... I think he'll. I don't think the big questions will come this year, but they'll be about where we're headed and uh, where we're going. Um, but certainly next year, um, if they have a similar year next year of eight wins or less, um, there might be might be some big questions after next season. Do you think Geelong's form down on that skinny little ground in the end hurts them once they get to the the big stage? Or? Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting question. I think it's a big advantage for them. But it can be detrimental when they get on the MCG, that, uh, a bit wider. Uh, they do defend the game, the ground really well there, and they do use the ball extremely well. So with a bit extra width, um, can expose them. But if they get it all together, they are one side that could be a worry for Richmond at the end. But they need to get there. If they finish eighth or seventh, wherever they're going to finish, um, maybe they're lucky to play a Melbourne team in the first final, don't have to travel. Um, they may get the Giants. They may play fifth, so that'll be a test for them. But... Uh, they're certainly a problem poser for the Tigers, but having said that, they could lose a game when they shouldn't lose. You'd think to the Giants, they've got to come to Melbourne and play the Ds at the G, and Melbourne will be freed up now. They know they're in the finals. I expect them to come out and roll GWS and just keep rolling, really, with this confidence, particularly with the players out that yeah, uh, Leon Cameron's I, I, got. Yeah, I thought uh, Giants had beat Sydney, and then the, the injuries got them, and that was you now they were in front at half time. And I thought Melbourne wouldn't probably win the second game. I thought their best chance was against West Coast, which they were able to do. Now that Giants, I think they've reached the tipping point. If Davis doesn't play this week, their lack of height is a real concern. Uh, I think Dawson Simpson is probably their 15th best player, but he's probably one of their most important. I don't know that Jerry Cameron, Jerry Cameron, even though as good as he is, is a good enough key to... Himmelberg's a good support player, but I think they needed more height lob there. Mm can be support but now he's got to play in the ruck yeah. side. Cameron hasn't become the player that we thought really has he? I no. Mean, no three, he, four years ago no, he was like I, wow this is uh, the next yeah, he's not, bit, not Wayne Carey but a dominant force. Yeah he's a he's not a, a consistent pack mark or contested mark he's a sort of a tallish half forward flanker if that's the right phrase he's athletic and kick goals um, and I think against the better sides that he needs support there and I think Lobb was able to give him that support now he's in the ruck I think that takes away from the from the Giants yeah and, and Port Adelaide you'd be pretty flat this morning well Kenny Hinckley watching the game in Perth yesterday seeing it all slip away because uh, there's really no excuses for Port is there? they haven't had a huge injury toll obviously lost Charlie Dixon late and you know Ryder's been a bit sore but They've had a good core all year. Yeah, it uh, obviously it's going to bring into question actually recruiting supposedly a big three. Um, I don't know if they're so big, but it's a failed season. There's no doubt about that. That um, made the finals last year, 
getting Rockcliffe, Watts and Motlop, varying degrees of success at certain times on those three players. Uh, but it's been a fail that they won't make the finals. And um, Motlop at the weekend giving that 50-metre penalty, that free kick and the 50, or the 50-metre penalty Was it a away. 50, though? I mean, it happens a lot. What's well, interesting, that, and that's where the umpires aren't consistent. It's conjecture whether that's a 50 or not. Kick the goal, then goes back and... Mm. Taylor Adams floors yeah. floors him after the bounce. That should be yeah. a free. Kick. That's more of a free yeah. kick than what Motlop did. So yeah. the lack of consistency by umpires is not damning. It's not mm. the right phrase. But even though it was a fifty metre penalty, paid late uh, against North Melbourne uh, for McGovern, yeah. and the commentator saying, "Oh, he, he didn't go east west." But you look at the replay; he did go east west, and he gave him a fifty metre penalty. And that was at a vital stage of the game. So you just got to have some consistency around their decisions. And just quickly, North, you'd be happy, wouldn't you, if you're Brad Scott, really? Because uh, nobody really expected them to do so well. And they're going to probably end up with a 12 and 10 record. Yeah, I think probably losing the last few weeks and falling away like they have a little bit, it's probably a blessing as far as expectations. Because if they've made the finals, then expectations exponentially increase. They um, will miss the finals, finish 10th. Good season. They'll be ticked by the end. They'll know some areas they need to improve. They'll target some outside run with Aaron Hall, Jaron Polak. Jared Pollack. So does that fix their problems? But they've got a few blokes at the top end who are getting older. So these will drop it off. It will bring good players for them this year. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Let's go back to school. This is where we look into the coach's box and the mind of the coaches. Uh, Rodney, what about the Tigers? So if you're Damien Hardwick this week, um, you're playing the Bulldogs at the MCG, you've already got the top spot locked up, but you've got to buy the following week. Do you still rest a handful? Because they've been doing that weekly. I mean, they've given the big ruckman a rest, Nank, and then we saw Koch out last week. Do they just give a couple of rest? Um, it'd be an interesting one because, the, as you said, the buyer, you'd like them to play, but you wouldn't be taking any risks. Like, uh, I don't know how much how bad the soreness is of Cochin. Uh, obviously, Prestia's an issue for them. They won't risk uh, him, obviously, if no. he's a, a sore hammy. But I think any players who have played a lot of football and are sore at any spot, I, I would rest them. I know it can be a risk because it's two weeks off. Well, in Cochin's case, it'll be three. That wouldn't worry you, though, would no, it? No, I think then you can get some controlled running in them, uh, some con- controlled training. Uh, you can top them up. They're in good touch anyway. I, I'd be selective. But there's got to be some players that would benefit from a rest who are carrying some sore spots. What about even Dusty? So, look, he's played virtually every game. He missed one. Um, Superstar, we just can't take a risk. Let's just put him in cotton wool. The other option with him, just playing full forward. Yeah. To play caddy more on the ball, and he plays caddy's role. Yeah. Uh, So... Or what they did with Koch in the week before, 53%. Yeah, but Koch sat out the whole last quarter, and I asked Barmy, he said, no, he's fine, he's fine. Somebody he did admit tight. he sat out the last whole last quarter, which I think means he's just twinged his hamstring. Yes, so, I reckon uh, he's got a twinge. I reckon he'll miss this week as well, so it'll be the three weeks. And they don't want to get any – how they test players about where their muscles are at and do some work on that. They should have a baseline, and they can – semi-predict to say, listen, this bloke's uh, yeah. vulnerable. Grimes has had a real history, but he's played a fair bit of yeah. footy. Do they, those type of players... Uh, um, well, Rance has played every game. Yeah, but Rance seems to get through okay. Yeah. But unless they've got some sore spots, I'd play them. But I, at the same time, I wouldn't, I'd err on the side of caution if there was any any doubt at all about any player. Yeah, even a rewild has played a lot of footy as well. So you, you wouldn't do a North Melbourne thing of a couple of years ago? No, no, you? no, I wouldn't do that. But uh, I certainly wouldn't hesitate if there was four or five either. Yeah, do you like the buy, Rodney? 
for the quality of football for finals, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I I think the season can be a, a war of attrition. So I think I can see both sides of the argument. You know, I, I was going to sit on the fence, but um, yeah, I, I'd like not to have it. So just the best team wins at the end. But by the same token, give everyone a chance to get their players fresh and ready. So the, it certainly increases the finals football and the standard of footy. And also involved in this is obviously Jack Viney. Now the extra week gives him a chance to to get up with that foot, the little fracture there just at the base of the toe. Um, would you play him fresh into a final or does he need a run at Casey? I know. If he was right, I'd play him. I think as a quality player, you, you'd, put him, you'd put him back in. But the trick for them is going to be, and only they will know internally with their medical staff, how bad the crack is and uh, what risk is involved in that. You don't want to, we've seen with some other players, Grant, uh, was it Egan, uh, Matthew Egan, uh, about and wrecked his career. So you don't want to, uh, wrecked this football season next year, but at the same token, yeah, he's going to put his hand up though, Viney, isn't he? Yeah, so it's yeah. going to be a tough call. It's going to be a tough call. They'd they'd want to be reasonably sure that there's no long term repercussions with it. But I wouldn't play him through Casey. I'd I'd play him if he was right. And a lot of talk about injury lists and long lists, but you think that that's a bit of a ruse at times, Rodney? I, because I, you know people say you got 12 out, but who do they replace? Yeah, I think the thing with I think it's I think it's there. It's real. You have a look at Collingwood. Um, does Ben Reid improve them? Probably not. Sharonberg, yes. Moore, yes. Lyndon Dunn, yes. Lyndon Dunn, yes. Uh, Trelaw. But they've got a lot of players from player 14 or 15 down to 28 that there's not a lot of difference. So players replace them. So they've got good depth. So I think their list is, is good. But I think the Sydney one, people are saying they've got a lot of players out. But And I think it's factual and it does hurt you. But Millican, they're mentioning Millican, but that means... Alia Alia doesn't play, and Alia Alia has had a, is playing really good footy, so they're not going to play both of them. So you've always got to work out who the person replaces. Are they any better? Callum Mills hurts them, probably. He does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, every team every team's got that. And I think Collingwood have got more than most. Yeah. I think the Giants list mm. is probably more applicable that that does hurt them, yeah. that well, the quality of players they've got. Toby, Toby Green's the one, and uh, obviously Kelly. I mean, Toby Green, for me, is the most important player of the Giants. Yes. When he's playing good yeah. footy. They're... And the fact Kelly will get back in next week, Toby Green will be right first final, but he hasn't had a lot of continuity, hasn't had a lot of footy. So, But Simpson, if Davis misses this week, that'll hurt them. So it's about who, who the type of player is out. Um, Zach Williams is probably will come back at some stage, but is that going to help them? May, maybe not, he hasn't had a lot of continuity. I think it's more you've got to worry about the players are injured. Does that make their team any better? So Collingwood have probably got five or six. Um, Sydney have probably got three or four. Giants have probably got six or seven so so it's a long list there she's surprised by Collingwood I mean it's been an amazing effort but Bucks no, done a great job. close done to a great coach job. of the year I, I was quite bullish that they'd make the finals uh, but they've uh, overachieved uh, money due to their injury list I mean yeah. it's just, is it system it's the system, system based system. their defence system their, and their, belief defense, yeah. because you look at their defence on paper I think their defensive system is really good a bit like Richmond's you know that they, they work real. the thing that I've been impressed with is they're willingness and ability to score so on turnover they really do move the ball quickly where last year they're quite measured with the ball they'd go sideways and try and cut the ball off the opposition a bit like what Carlton are trying to do at the moment but you don't score uh, but they're moving it quickly and they've got a talented forward line um, now Stevenson and Dugowie even though they're missed, missing Elliot I think they're and Hoskin Elliot's kicking goals as well so um, I think it helps having a 
a superstar ruckman as well, doesn't it? Having a quality mm. ruckman. I reckon Grundy's probably been the mm. just edged out Gorn. You think he's not Gorn? Just, just. Gorn was pretty good over in Perth. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? He, he struggled the week before. But You'd have uh, to pick them both, wouldn't you? Oh, yes, no doubt. In no the doubt they're both. One on the bench. Both in the all Australian. There's no doubt. But this Grundy surprised you. I mean, he's a different cat. You were there when he arrived at. Coyle. Yeah, oh, look, he's a good lad. He's a good yeah. lad, and he was always last to leave and worked yeah. uh, worked hard. And his biggest area that I, I saw, which is the easiest area to fix, is aerobic capacity. He wasn't a big runner, but you know, he's a smart player. He cuts angles, and uh, but he's a, his craft works really good. He's he's shorter than most. Mm. I can, and him and Gordon nullified each other when they played. Mm. Um, on the Queen's birthday, but his ability to hit the ball in good spots, but more than going, he gets more of the ball around the ground as well, and uh, I think he'll kick more goals, so I think he's just marginally ahead. Welcome to the Press Box. Welcome back, and this is the Press Box section, Mark, and have we got any news? What do you want to talk about here? A bit flying around, and this story is about, obviously, the priority pick, Rodney, that we all assume that Obviously, Carlton and the Suns would get one, but it would be the end of the first round. But Steve Hocking on radio during the week was sort of a bit non-plus, sitting on the fence and wouldn't confirm or deny whether the, perhaps it could even be higher in, in the pecking order. You know, For instance, the Suns, well, Carlton could be one and two. One and two, then three and four. Three and four, which you'd think would still an outside chance of happening, but does it seem to be rules on the run here? Do we need more oh, of a formula? Oh, on, no on how doubt. Oh, I... I I would hate to if I was a uh, Brisbane St Kilda Bulldogs and Fremantle, I'd be filthy about if they if they got the those two mm. picks before the draft. We'd technically be pick one and two as an extra. I think if they get a priority pick, it has to be the end of the second round. I, end of the first or second? Uh, sorry, end yeah. of the first round. Sorry. Um, now the other thing with this, I, they've got to set out what the formula is. And so if they do give a priority pick, how do they judge it on? Be transparent. Just don't say it's up to our own internal... Because then it's very subjective. You get someone who likes a particular club and they look after them. Because mm. the, I reckon whatever formula they come up with, Brisbane should be the most aggrieved because Brisbane have lost le- less, have lost more games yeah. than the Gold Coast yeah. over the last three years. Yeah. They've only won, only won a game of the weekend by four points. Yeah. So they... Everyone's saying they're a sexy side at the moment and they've yeah, but lost a close game. Yeah. But they, the, the reality is they still haven't won games. They yeah. only won three last year. But the good PRs hurt Brisbane in the end. It has. The Chris Fagan, good guy, sort of, look at us, yeah. we're uh, travelling yeah. pretty well. They yeah. they should get a priority pick. If uh, if the Suns are going to get one, they should get one too. Um, and if the AFL help, but I think it's too big a leg up. It's rewarding mediocrity, but probably rewarding poorness. Poor as well. Poorness, is that the right word? Um, that... Uh, yeah, I think at, at best it should be at the end of the first round because if I was of these other teams, especially St Kilda and Brisbane, who have won four and five games, uh, look, just it's just not yeah. fair. Should it be a rolling sort of five-year thing, whereas if you win less than 20 games in that five-year period that you get something at the end of the first round? At least we know what's happening, so it rolls on. So four games a year over five years, you probably deserve one, 20 games. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I think there needs to be a set formula and some riders in there. Um, but the moment it seems like everything it gets done is on the run and uh, we'll make it up and even some rules and different things, there's no transparency and then they want to change the goalpost. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one and uh, I know Luke Beveridge has come out uh, over the weekend and I totally support him. I, I don't think it's fair on those teams that they've got two in then that, say, Tom Lynch went 
these mm. three picks push back, mm. and the, the Bulldogs are what picks six at the moment. That means mm. they pick nine. Mm. I mean, it's a big the difference. It's a big is huge, isn't it? When you're oh, talking, uh, obviously they've got the point system. When you're talking value of picks early, I mean, it's not like going from twenty six to twenty nine, is it? No, six it's to not. nine's massive. And, and I think the algorithm the AFL uh, have come up with a point system. The supporters probably don't. Uh, understand the point system, but it's valued at each pick of points based. The first pick's 3,000 points, then it's graded on a, the success of all those picks uh, over the last 10 years. or whatever. So there's a lot of data go into it, and the number of games played and the players that picked that. So from pick one to pick two, it's a 500-point drop. From pick 20 to 21, it's a 35-point drop. So they're saying pick 20 to 21, there's not much difference, but there's an enormous difference between pick one and two. So the Bulldogs, if they have pick six and they go to pick nine, it's only a 400-point drop. So there's a, big, there's a big drop. So an example would be Buddy Franklin at pick five. You can say Tom Williams, and Tom didn't know a lot of injuries, but even Jordan Lewis who was pick seven. Mm. So that's only two picks. Say Jordan Lewis went at pick six. Yeah. And Jordan Lewis played 300 games. Yeah. Terrific player, great player. Would you pick Franklin over Lewis? Every day, every day of the week yep. you would. Yep. So if you had to drop back, therefore you lose a chance of picking up a Lance Franklin. Yep. It's, or Bontempelli at pick four, mm. go to pick seven. Mm. It's an mm. enormous, yeah, it an enormous, and it's not fair on those teams. That's a chance for St Kilda, Brisbane, Bulldogs to get a high-quality player. They have to drop back three spots. Uh, I think it's unfair. Yeah, interesting back in your day, Rocket, the, the Buddy Franklin one. He could have been at the Bulldogs. who ended up with Tom Williams, as you said, and then... Uh, he was wedged in between Buddy and um, Jordan. and Jordan Lewis, so yeah. it just shows you the the power of these early. Picks. Oh, again, there's no doubt. Tom about had no luck with injuries. No, but, that, uh, that's right, and he's, he's unfortunate. With, but especially in the top ten, the closer you get to number one, a drop in one spot is an enormous difference because, as you would expect, the high quality ones are going to be at the top end. So uh, the Bulldogs, St Kilda, they drop back. So St Kilda at the moment are third last. So they've got technically get pick three if Tom Lynch be pick four, be pick yeah. four, and that's that's okay. But if their priority picks coming, they get to pick yeah. six. Yeah. So it's a, it's an enormous drop for them who they've been struggling as well. They're, they'd really welcome. Uh, so drop and pick four to uh, to pick uh, pick three at the moment is is two thousand two hundred. Pick seven is sixteen hundred. Mm. So there's a drop of 600 points. Yeah, so they're yeah. rating. That's an enormous. That's that's yeah. a high quality player that they yeah, could miss. Yeah. Now, what about Devin Smith, the wild swing there? Do you think he was lucky? Oh, he's you should extremely cop, lucky. You should cop a holiday for that. Every everything's done on the on yeah. the result, and you could have a you could have a, a shorter, smaller punch than that, and put a bloke on the deck, and you'll you'll get. To, but that was a massive throw of the of the. That was a haymaker. Yeah, that was a haymaker, and he could have he could have given eight or nine weeks yeah. with that punch. Um, so I think there's got to be some uh, trigger in there for the the in, not only the intent but the force that it, that he was uh, going potential to potential for injury. As and well. I think conversely, if they want to going to suspend everybody who throws a punch or pushes with a punch, they're going to get a week. Well, I don't think that's fair. I think what Michael Christian said the other week's fair. There's got to be on the force uh, that's yep. intended with or the force that it's thrown with. And uh, I think uh, Smith's uh, maybe very, very lucky not to get a holiday. Very lucky. What about uh, Zorko up there after the game? What yeah. would you say as coach? I think the best way to have a look at that is Brent Johnson's got speaks his mind and he's mm. got a strong opinion, but generally gets a balanced view. 
Never seen him go over the top, criticise no. someone. On Fox on Saturday night, he heavily criticised Dane Zorko about uh, the way he behaved. And I think he was right. And Dermot agreed with him and I agree with him. And I think looking at that, I, would, I know the coach supported him after the game. Uh, probably didn't see that at those actions, but I think he'd be disappointed, especially on the back of Nick Robertson's comments. Mm. I don't think it painted uh, Zorko and the Brisbane Lions mm. in a good light of both those incidences. And uh, I think the way Dane, as captain, the way he handled himself, I think he'd regret that. Yeah. So did you, as coach with the Robertson comments, would you have been as filthy as Chris Fagan or...? Oh, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd be upset. It's But he said it actually tarnished the win. I wouldn't have gone that far. No, I don't think it was that, but... I think you go and, you know, you talk to him one-on-one. Yeah. You, know, pull him, you don't peel the paint off, but you you say, mate, this, yeah. is, this is not what we're about. I think the leadership group, I yeah, think the, the players were, were a bit upset with him as well. So I think the leadership group need to yeah. talk to him as well. And needs to, and then it's an education process for the whole group. This is what we're about. Yeah. This is what we stand for as a club and we're respectful of people. Remember uh, Ryan Griffin in your time, I think he did an interview on SEN after the Dogs... He smashed Richmond by about 130, 100 points round one, and he said they gave up the Tigers. See, yeah. see that's just a young bloke. Yeah, it was what happened yeah. there. The answer was in the question. Yeah. He said, do you think the Tigers yeah, gave, up? gave and up? As a yeah. young lad, and I think the media at the time should have trained him better and yeah. uh, told this is what to expect. And he was, it was the rabbit in the in the spotlight, in the headlights, and yeah. just, uh, oh, just... He just parroted what the question was, so it's a bit unfortunate. Yeah, it can happen, but I think uh, Chris Fagan probably should suck it up and say we won the game. It's good for the Q clash. We're talking about it. Yeah, it is. So that's that's fine. I think it's just the last point. I just going into the the finals. You know, you, know, you spoke about the buy before, and the Bulldogs benefited from that two years ago. Who do you think is going to benefit the most of the buy? So everyone will get a freshener up. I don't think it'll it'll benefit Richmond. Um, personally, I think Collingwood, Hawthorne, Sydney will be the three at this stage. Maybe the Giants with him, but I don't think they get many back. Collingwood travel last round, yep. round, round 23 to Perth. They may play West Coast first final in Perth. Yep. So having that bias, rather than have back-to-back yep. travel to Perth, I think they'll, they'll benefit and maybe some fresher bodies. Chalor comes in, maybe. Yeah, Chalor, so it gives them a bit. Hawthorne look fatigued on the weekend, mentally. So yep. I think... Uh, Sicily, uh, Roughhead, uh, players back. But I think them to give a freshener up, uh, mm. I think that they'll benefit. And I think Sydney as well, they've had some older players come back. They've mm. done extremely well. Jack and McVeigh gives them a chance to freshen up. Also may be able to gain uh, some players back. And they've had you know, been on knife edge the last three weeks. So I think yep. mentally a freshener up as well. I think well. West Coast need it more than anyone. They're just sort of wobbling to the line a bit, really. Yeah. They're, they're, I think it's just they need some bodies back. But Kennedy, I think, I'm not uh, sure. Kennedy, it looks yeah, like Kennedy. they've rushed him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game the, against the Bulldogs that they were going to win anyway, and yeah. he hasn't been cited since. No, that, that's right, and he's missed four now. Um, I, I think maybe he'll get him back, but is he going to be underdone? So it'll be interesting to see which team can benefit from the buy and how they tackle it. Love your work, Rock. No, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Dan, for today. It's been terrific at the Rising Sun and uh, brought to you by Nutter Wadding Jeep, and we'll see you next week. Jeep looks magnificent out there, Rodney. Yeah, it needs a wash, mate. It needs a wash. <laughs> <laughs>